Praise the Lord. Well, it's a great day. It's Easter. I love Easter. Who loves Easter? Easter's one of my great days in the year. And uh, we celebrate Jesus Christ. We celebrate his goodness, celebrate his victory. And uh, 41 years ago in an Easter, I got full of the Holy Ghost. That's where my life turned around, when the Holy Ghost, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, got into my life, raised me up from being a pretty slack person, and changed me completely. Have we got the power on there, that one there? Great stuff. That's what God can do to you. That's what the Spirit of God can do to you. Easter's all about, not just about an event on one day of the year, it actually reminds us that wherever there's hopelessness, despair, wherever there's a problem that can't be solved, wherever there's something that is too big, wherever there's something that has ended or finished or closed, God can breathe into it and bring it back to life again. That's the most amazing thing about Easter. You know, you can look at any other religion. Their founders are all dead. But when our founder looked as though he was dead, when it looked as though there was no hope whatsoever, when he was put in that tomb for three days, the power of God raised him from the dead gloriously. And not just raised Jesus from the dead, the Bible says that when Jesus died on the cross, Matthew 27, it tells us there was a great earthquake. It says the stones were split. It says the graves were open. And for three days they remained open. Can you imagine that? Three days. Most people don't understand that little-known fact about Easter. But for three days, the graveyards, all the graves were open. They were literally cracked open and split open. Why did God do such a thing? Why would God do that on a day like that when Jesus died on the cross? Here's the very, very simple reason. Because the problem that faces mankind, the problem that you and I face is sin. It is something that came in by departing from God's ways. It brought death into this world. And right there on that day when Jesus died on the cross, there was a mighty earthquake. Now, people don't like earthquakes, but this was a massive earthquake, and it shook up and it broke the rocks. It broke open the graves. Now, here's the interesting thing. Because the next day was the Passover Sabbath, no one could go and bury the bodies. And the day after was the first of the, uh, the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And that was a holy day. No one could bury them then either. And the following day was Saturday, the Sabbath, and no one could bury them either. So you have nearly three days where you've got all the graveyards open and you can see bones and you can see dead bodies and you can see what once was a light that was lived and now there's no hope. And this is what the Bible says, that when Jesus rose from the dead, many of them rose up out of those open graves. You know, this is what I, I, I was looking at and meditating, and this is what I could see, that in that open graveyard everywhere, there was one grave that was closed. It was Jesus' one. No one could see what God was doing. But right out there in front of everyone, there was a reminder, sin has horrendous consequences. But no matter how hopeless, I mean, there's nothing more hopeless than a pile of bones. You can't do anything with a pile of bones. But in the book of Ezekiel, God breathed into bones, and they came alive again. And so, this open graveyard there, and you look and you see death is everywhere. There's a reminder of death and its consequences. And there are many forms of death. When a marriage breaks up, that's a form of death. When a child gets abused, that's a form of death. When someone's life fails and their dreams failed, it's a form of death. There's so many different forms or ways that death has entered into humanity's experience. But here's the great message of Christianity, and that is where there is death, God is able to bring his power 
and bring hope and bring life and bring change. And I think what an amazing thing that when Jesus Christ rose from the dead, look at those graves, all those graves. You know something else, that if you had a friend or you had a relative who was buried and you knew the grave was open, what would you do? You couldn't go and bury it and close it up because of the laws. So what people did was they camped by the graveside to protect the remains from being defiled. So you've got for three days all of these people having a camp out until the Sabbath is over and they're able to go to work and bury and close up the graves. And in that three-day camp out, no one could steal the body of Jesus out of a tomb that was closed. They'd have all these hundreds of people watching. No way you could do it. And then when Jesus rose from the dead, oh, if only we could have seen not just that mighty Jesus rising from the dead, but also right across that graveyard, people with no hope, people whose destiny seem as though they're history now. And suddenly the bones come together and flesh comes on the bones and they rise up out of the grave. That's as scary as it gets. I don't know why they don't make more of that aspect of the whole resurrection of Jesus. There was not just Jesus rose from the dead, but he took with them saints from generations. A whole multitude of them rose up and started to appear to people in the city. Now, I don't know what you would be thinking, but if you had dead people turning up and talking to you, you would be freaked out. The scale of what happened at Easter is amazing. Not only did Jesus rise from the dead gloriously, he demonstrated his victory over death in every shape and form. He showed the power of God to raise up those who believed. Because those were believers that rose. The Bible says many rose, not everyone. There were lots of people who were not believers. They did not rise at that time. They remained inside as a testimony. It's believers, those who put their trust in Christ, that God imparts his spirit and breathes life to change us. What an amazing promise and hope Easter brings. Listen, saints, of all the people in the world, the church ought to be the one most filled with hope, most filled with optimism, most filled with joy, most filled with peace. Why? Because we have a God of hope who fills us. He fills us with hope. It doesn't matter what situation you're in. You may think you're in the tomb right now. A financial tomb. It may be a relational tomb. It may be some kind of situation. But listen to me. There's Sunday is coming. God is able to breathe into you and bring you up out of that tomb. What's required on your part is that you have faith. That you put your trust in Christ. I don't know any place, any hole, any tomb, any place you get out of easily without putting trust in Christ. The things which are impossible. Listen, we've got stories in this church which are impossibilities, and yet God came and brought change. I've seen lives change. People come out of prison who should have been there for years, and God got them out. People who needed healing, and they had a cancer, and they were dying, and God got them out. Listen, there's no situation that God cannot reach into. The smell of death caused by sin is like a cancer that eats into every place you ever go, but there's a fragrance of Christ that we're called to release that can give hope to people. You and I are called not only to celebrate what Jesus did for us, but to be filled with hope. There is a great day ahead for all of the church, and we're called to carry that power of the Holy Ghost. See, how did Jesus rise from the dead? It was the Holy Ghost. 
It was the Spirit of God raised him up. The Spirit of God entered into that body, changed that body, joined him back together, and he rose gloriously from the grave. Now, God put that same Spirit in you. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead comes inside a believer to quicken your body. You know, there's hardly a day goes by that I don't confess to every part of my body, live! Because the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me. So body, live! Mind, be clear! Every part. I tell you something, there is a life the Holy Ghost gives. But you've got to believe and put your faith into action. Listen, today's a great day if you don't know Jesus to make that first step. If you're a Christian in a cave or in a grave, this is a great day to stretch your faith out and trust in Christ to get you out of that place and bring you out a changed person. And if you're in a place now where there's no hope and it seems like all hope is gone, this is the time to freshly put your trust in Christ. And for all of us, we're called to walk out those doors and bring hope to those who do not have hope. Come on, let's close our eyes right now. Father, we thank you for the great hope that there is. We thank you. You so loved us. You sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for us. And Lord, what amazing love that wherever we are at, you will lift us up. What amazing love. What amazing power. Listen, church, while there's just eyes closed and heads about, is there any person here today has not received Jesus Christ personally yet? You haven't become a Christian. You haven't actually become a follower of Christ. A Christian is actually a follower, a person who's following Jesus Christ. That means you start off by a decision to open your life to Him, trust Him to save you, and then begin to learn how to walk with Him. Is there any person here today right at that point to make that decision to receive Christ? I'd love you to raise your hand let me know right now. Is there anyone here? Anyone here right at that point right now ready to just open your life to Jesus Christ, receive Him as your Savior? Or any person here, just would you raise your hand right now? Say, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus right now. I want to become a follower of Jesus. I want to be joined to God. Is there any person here today, and perhaps you've departed and walked a long way from the Lord. You're back here just because it's an Easter time. Someone invited you. But today you say, Lord, I need reviving. I need my spirit revived. I need to come back into engagement with you and walking with you. If that's you today and you know that's you, would you raise your hand and say, that's me. God's talking to me about that today. God bless, God bless, God bless. Is there anyone here today and you're in a very difficult place, a place with this discouragement, defeat over your life, you say today, God, I'm reaching out to you to help me, to get me up out of this place and transform me in doing so. That's the great thing about resurrection. You go into the grave one way, you come out another way, and you come out a different person. So whatever situation you're in right now, and it may look like a tomb, it may look like a grave and no way out, believe me, when you get a hold of God, you come out of that, and you're looking and smelling much better. Is there any person today, and that's where you're at, and you say, God, I need to reach out to you and renew my faith in you? Just raise your hand. God bless, God bless, God bless, God bless. Father, we just thank you today. We thank you for all that you have done, your generosity, your love for us, the life you've given us. We thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost to raise us up and make us great people to have a great influence in our community. Lord, empower us today to live a strong life and bring hope where there is no hope, to bring light where there's darkness, to bring life where there's death, 
to bring into people what you have given to us. And everyone said, Amen.